we know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale, so mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Digital Satellite Network, Digital Broadcast Network, and of course, iHeartRadio. If you'd like to uh, send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, and to find out all about the Exxon Broadcast Network and the shows that we we have 24-7-365. Visit www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Mesher Real Many Feathers, and uh, we're joining Many Feathers all the way in Australia. So, first of all, Many Feathers, thank you very much for joining us. How are you this morning or this afternoon, whatever time it is in, in Australia? <laughs> um, wonderful, thank you, and thank you for inviting me to the Exxon. Well, it's, it's our pleasure. Um, you would like to start off with a visual visualization, I understand. I would. Um, I'd like to give this as a, a gift to to listeners okay. um, as a tool that, that I, I've been using uh, something similar for the last 
25 years and find it really helpful in um, in dealing with difficult situations on the planet. Please go ahead. Okay, so if everyone could please close their eyes, mm -hmm. place your left hand over your heart and focus your attention on your heart center in the center of your chest. Imagine, see and feel your soul's essence residing in your heart as a color. Imagine your soul's frequency and color, which is pure, unconditional love, expanding to fill every cell and every atom of your body. Then imagine it expanding and surrounding you in a bubble of your own essence. Feel the protection of having your soul's essence surrounding and filling your body. Feel and know you are universal consciousness temporarily residing in a beautiful third dimensional robe we call human. Oh. -ho. What does the color within that visualization represent? I, I'm sure everybody sees a different color. Everybody sees a different color. That is your soul's frequency, and everybody does have a different color. Um, your 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 color uh, energy is made mm -hmm. up of color, sound, frequency, and light, and it's individual to each one of us. We only know of seven um, rays within the the spectrum, but right. there's actually an unlimited number. Um, so the color is your flavor of source. Well, when so I was it, doing, when it, I was, it is about it's it's your function as a spirit having an experience in the universe. When I was doing so what, the what color, did you get? I, I was getting I was getting um, blue. That as it emanated okay. out, it turned purple. Okay. Well, what that means is that you are living your purpose, because blue is about communication. Mm. And purple um, is one of the the rays of, of transforming and transmuting low vibrational energy. So it's perfect. What wow. what you're doing is exactly what your soul wants you to be doing. That was fascinating. It re it really was because as you were taking me through it, you know, I I I, I put my hand over my heart. Unfortunately, you couldn't see it, but I did exactly what you suggested. And as you start as you started talking about the 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 um, Imagine the soul's frequency and color. Mm -hmm. That's when the blue started. And it just boom out. And as it grew, went out further, it just turned to purple. It was quite fascinating to experience. So you've never had an experience like that before? 27 years doing the show, nobody's ever asked to do one. Wow. You're the well, first. This is very cool. Yes. Very cool. So I really hope every listener has the same experience or, or something similar because it, it, I find it really powerful and um, I do it with all my clients and you know anybody that wants to have the experience. So I, it, it is beautiful. Now, what did you say at the very end after you said temper, uh, you know, we call human? Then you said a word. I said aho, which is um, Lakota. Ah, okay, aho. Yeah, aho matakwe or oyasin, which is aho is a greeting, and matakwe um, oyasin is it, re it means 
basically all my relations, which is everything in the universe. Because we're all connected. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get interested in the, what some people call metaphysics, other people call paranormal, other people call reality? What started you on your, on your crusade, on your quest? <laughs> I really feel like I didn't have a choice. I was pushed into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what, actually, it's not till recently that I discovered that I was abducted as a child, but I always knew that there was something out there in the unseen world. I always felt um, like I was being watched. I was afraid of the dark. I had experiences that would be considered paranormal as a child. Um, and I also had psychic abilities, which um, having been molested at 18 months of age, apparently if, if you're sexually abused before the age of four, the Kundalini, Chakra Kundalini is awakened and your psychic abilities are, you know, awakened. So I virtually was always psychic. Um, so, yeah, I, I really didn't have any choice. I knew what people were thinking. I knew when they were lying. You know, I was, I was always different. I was always ostracized. But it wasn't actually until I went to, moved to Canada, um, to Vancouver, that um, I had a reading um, when I was in my early 20s um, by a medium. And she told me things that there's no way she could have known. Um, and that sparked my interest. It's like it, it literally opened the floodgates that I had to know everything there was to know about the unseen world. So I started reading books um, and one thing led to another. I, I was uh, connected with my native Canadian mentor and teacher and, you know, she taught me basically everything she knew and uh, it, it just expanded from there. So after I connected with her, she was actually a walk-in and also somebody who um, had constant contact with um, ETs on uh, Mount Rainier, I believe, in Washington State. Right. So I was kind of, you might say I was brought up with, with aliens and ETs. So I, I had um, many experiences mm-hmm. where I saw flying saucers. Um, and then in 92 everything changed. I, I had actual contact with, with some Andromedan beings um, who did some kind of um, initiation, I suppose you'd say, on me. Um, and then I, I was on my way from Vancouver to New Mexico. Um, and then on the way back, I stopped. I, I, I knew I just had to stop it at Mount Shasta. I, mm-hmm. I was abducted consciously in, um, on Mount Shasta and taken inside the mountain. Um, and then, whoa, whoa, whoa! And then let's just let's just, yep. just just let's pause here for a second. Back up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. T- tell me about the contact and the initiation that you experienced. Well, there was a flying saucer that was um, sort of constantly in front of us. That I was with another person. We were mm-hmm. dry as we were driving, um, and it was through South Carolina. Um, so this this spaceship was there, and. Um, the guy I was with, he could see the ETs and hear their communication, like they were verbally communicating. Now, how far um, was the space, uh, the UFO from your vehicle? 
quite quite high up. Really, but, but the interesting part of that is, I, I we got out, we we stopped the car at one mm-hmm. point, and I got out and I took photographs, and every single photo and video, R and M. Now the, the likelihood of like six photographs and a video having an a very precise M, I mean they're slightly different in each photograph, mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Which means they had to have actually gone that fast to create an M for the for my name um, each time I took the photograph. <laughs> that that's pretty mind boggling. Um, so they directed us to go to a particular place in in. South Carolina, um, mm-hmm. we, ha- we had to sit down on the ground back to back and I saw um, like luminescent blue um, like DNA strands and, and I later, I think they were um, reconnecting all 12 of my DNA strands. That's the, the, the indication that I get that that's what happened. But I, I saw these strands coming into the top of my head and I, I definitely felt different mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, and then they sort of hung around for a bit and, and disappeared. Is that what you call the initiation? That was definitely the first part of the initiation. I would say being taken inside the mountain in Mount Shasta was the next part of that initiation. Now, I can't say that mm-hmm. what happened to me inside Mount Shasta was for my highest good or not. I mean, at the time I thought it was, but, you know, well, knowing who these beings are now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. But, but the, well, the why, why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't we do this? We've got to take a commercial break in about a minute. And when okay. we come back from this break, why don't you tell us about the incident that you encountered at Mount Shasta? How does that sound? Okay. ExoNation, right. our guest this hour, is uh, Measure Real. Many feathers, and uh, what what is the best website for people to visit you at? Measurealmanyfeathers.net. There you go, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The Exxon Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until two o'clock Eastern. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And you're listening to us on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Digital Broadcast Network, Digital Satellite Network, and on iHeartRadio. I'm Rob McConnell. We'll be back. Don't go away.
I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. There's a voice in my head that drives my heel. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Many Feathers is our special guest of this hour. And, uh, all right, so take us back to that time in Mount Shasta. So I was um, walking up the mountain. It's mm-hmm. fairly fairly steep. I'd forgotten to take water with me, and I realized partway up when I started to wheeze, I was a bit asthmatic at the time. And I thought, oh, no, I forgot water. And a voice in my head said, um, don't worry, it'll be taken care of. That was pretty weird, <laughs> but I just, you know, went with it for some unknown reason. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess because I'd already had contact with ETs, you know, it wasn't that strange. Anyway, not far up, there was a stream. I managed to get a drink and I kept going. Anyway, I, I was directed to a particular rock that was very flat part way up the the mountain and I had to sit down and and meditate so I sat down and closed my eyes and you know went into what I normally do to meditate and a a veil literally it was like a curtain came over it was a gold colored curtain came over and I lost consciousness Um, and then I came back an hour later Um, but when I go into that experience um at the time, I didn't know I'd been abducted and taken inside the mountain. It was a few months later, I had a reading with, with a woman um, who channeled the Great White Brotherhood. And she said, yes, you were taken inside the mountain for three days um, and then put back an hour after. So basically, you wouldn't know that you'd been abducted. So, so let me, I didn't let think me of it abducted at the time. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. So, so let me see. She said that you had been abducted and inside the mountain for three days, but you were put back an hour later. Yeah. How does that and, work? And they, and they do that kind of thing. Well, I, I was abducted recently, uh, a few months ago. Nobody knows how, you know, we, time sort of doesn't exist in the other realms anyway, so mm-hmm. we don't know how long we're actually gone for. But um, they operate outside of time. So they take us into their realm. They can manipulate time. So they can put us back you know, a day before or a day after or at the same time or seconds later. So the only no, only reason I know that I was abducted a few months ago is that there was a time shift when they put me back. So it was kind of like there was a phase where um, there was an overlap of time and I thought, oh, I've just been put back in time. You know, I've just had an abduction experience, which really ticked me off that I'd been abducted in the middle of the day. I mean, not that I like being abducted at night, but, you know, it was like, well, this is an invasion. You're, you're obviously really desperate that you're taking me in the daytime. It means that whatever I'm doing at night must be working. So, so yeah, they have that ability to mm-hmm. put us back in, in the timeline anywhere they like. So let me, and, let me, and I know many people talk about that. Let me ask you, why do you think that you've been selected by these ETs? Well, that, that is a really good question, mm-hmm. and it's one I contemplated for a long time and have 
finally come to the understanding of why that is, is that, that there are, are certain people on the planet who are different from everyone else. I, I can't tell you how many of us there, there are, but we, the majority of humanity, probably 99% were birthed within this physical realm experience, the matrix, you know, as many call it. And some of us were captured <clears throat> from outside this reality and were inserted into this um, physical dimension. I, I remembered um, back in the 90s that I had been um, captured and, you know, put into this. I, di I didn't know the whole mm -hmm. details of it. But it, um, last year when I was preparing my presentation for the um, Close Encounters conference, um, I had a full memory of what happened. I'd been um, one of the higher dimensional beings that had been called in to supervise the um, end of the or ending the Orion Wars. Um, a lot of people know about the, the wars of Orion. I don't know how many thousands of years ago they were, but the, the reptilians were trying to um, gain territory and, and take over. They, they wanted to take over the whole galaxy, but they, they didn't. But they, they had taken over Sirius and Orion, so there was great battles that were going on. Anyway, a truce had been um, arranged and some of us from the, the true light had been selected, I suppose you'd say, to supervise the, the retreat. Um, but instead of us actually arriving where we needed to go, we were trapped in this low vibrating energy and we were captured, um, had memory wipes uh, inserted with lots and lots of implants and then trained and ultimately ended up in Earth. So my memory of I remember who I was before. I've, I've seen her. I've, I've spoken to her. You know, I call it my spirit self. Some people call it the oversoul. Um, I remember travelling from the Arcturian sun to this sun and then ending up in one of the physical bodies. I remember going to um, the um, Order of Melchizedek to learn to be human, going to Arcturius, learning that they're different like languages, and then travelling from sun to sun to end up here. So so that I've remembered. And, and there are a lot of us, you know, as I said, I don't know how many, but there are a, quite a lot of us that would have had something, some similar experience to what I had. And so we are different from other people for, for whatever reason our DNA can't be as manipulated as the humans that were born within the system how, how, so, do, we, how do we how do you know your your DNA can't be manipulated like like because others? this is what I've this is what I've seen this but, is what I've experienced but, you know that there is there is seeing mm -hmm. this the, there is knowing knowing means that that you are connected to your soul and you mm -hmm. just know things you don't know how you know it you just know it so but as far as as far as uh, the that some of you come from the the different suns and you've taken the different uh, courses you've learned different languages you've learned different things and you've come here to this planet how is it that you fit in so perfectly with the well, rest I of us humans I don't I don't actually fit in very well <laughs> that, that's another trait of, no well no well, let me well, oh, if, yep, if, if you had been here for so long and if these other beings have been here since 
a long time ago. Wouldn't it be only natural to assume that through the process of, of birthing uh, that there would be many more who have been, uh, you know, who have been born on this planet, who have all the traits of their, of their sisters and their brothers and their mothers and their fathers? Well, that is one of the characteristics that I've seen is, mm -hmm. is that um, those of us who, who you know, at, we're targeted because they're trying to manipulate our DNA and, and essentially disconnect us from our soul. I mean, that, that's the goal. They don't want people to know who they are. They want people to be asleep and mind controlled and, you know, being able to, to you know, just be in the ego and, um, you know, have our energy stolen, whatever. They want that. Who but are they? For whatever reason, who are the they? reptilians. Yeah, the, the reptilians, the, the, the beings that um, control the planet through the, the elite, you know. Um, so so, so basically, uh, you're talking like David Icke. You're, you're... I'm talking like David Icke, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I, and I've had experiences that show me that, you know, as crazy as he sounded all those years ago, and, mm -hmm. and I didn't, the experiences I had were long before I ever knew he existed. Mm -hmm. But the experiences that I've had with reptilians, some of them very scary, um, tell me that this is what's going on. Do you know, you... the fact that people are abducted and what they do in abductions but how um, come, how... And, and the targeting, you know, it, it all fits in with, with what I've experienced. But how come these abductions cannot be proven? Like, you know, well, there, it's, there's a lot of hearsay when it comes to this abduction scenario, when it comes to the, uh, the reptilians. There's a lot of hearsay, but when it comes to evidence, when it comes to being able to prove to the rest of the world that this is real, there is none. There is actually where because there there are implants that have been discovered in people that are that have been taken out and have found to be metals not of this planet. Are you talking about the implants that Dr. Lear and Roger and Daryl Sims were were famous yeah. for? Well, yeah, yeah Dr. Dr. Lear was a podiatrist. Sorry. He wasn't a real surgeon. He was yeah, a podiatrist. No. Well, it doesn't it doesn't matter who he was? He still was able to take those implants out and have them tested by. Um, reputable labs that had no idea then, where these implants came from. How come we don't hear um, about implants anymore? How come we don't hear about that anymore? Well, the implants are still there. I mean, I, I remove um, etheric implants mm -hmm. regularly. Okay. Um, I think they've become more um, sophisticated in, in how they use them or what right. they use. But there are other, other proofs, and, and that is, you know, people having memory loss of, of you know, spaces of time coming back with marks on their body. Well, just you know be... that they shouldn't have. All right, listen. I'm an ex-cop, an ex-criminal investigator. Okay. Yep. People who disappear and come back with marks on their body is nothing that no that that has not been seen before. So how can Great. we say, well, this is proof that they've been abducted by extraterrestrials, taken to another planet, sent back in time, brought forward in time? How, how, how can well, we substantiate those, those, those claims? Because to many people who do not have the experiences that you have had, think that this is all in one's mind. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. The, there, there are definitely a lot of people who have been abducted in groups and really? actually remember 
having been taken out through the ceiling, through the windows and being in spaceships. You know, we could call them all lies, but there are thousands and thousands of people who have memories of being taken on board spaceships by greys. And and if my memory serves me correct, that that the vast majority of these people only have the recall during a a hypnosis session. Some. um, I know people... To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite. Because Tim Horton's tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the name your price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ...that have been awake during their mm-hmm. abductions. Um, so, you know, not not everybody comes out and talks about it, obviously. But, you know, I, I, I have talk to people who have been, you know, completely conscious sure. when they've been taken. Many feathers, please so, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation will be back on the other side of this break with Many Feathers talking more about her experiences and her um, her plans for the future. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Many Feathers is our guest this hour, Exxon Nation, and um, what, do you, what do you believe the ultimate plan of the reptilians are when it comes to this planet and the occupants of this planet? Um, the plan is the same as it, it's always been. They, they harvest our energy, so just like we live on food, mm-hmm. um, you know, meat, plants, whatever, they live on, on energy. And they particularly like fear-based energy. I mean, if you look back over human history and the amount of wars and um, deaths that we've had, you'd have to say that it's not particularly natural Mm. to have at least not have some, you know, years of of without warfare. But there have been many years without warfare, you know, and um, the majority of... Have there? Sure, and, you know, look throughout history. And the majority of the wars that have been, you know, that have happened on this planet are because of religious and philosophical beliefs. They have. And, you know, know, it's interesting that Mm. the Pope came out a few years ago and said that Lucifer was was actually the the true God. 
I, I, I think that's interesting because, well, you know, the, the elite are all part of either satanic or Luciferian cults. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You know, I'm, I'm not going to say I, I have my own uh, knowing about that, but, you know, I'm not going to put, put ideas into other people's head. But, you know, if you think about, well, what does that mean for us? Well, first of all, in order to say to yourself, what does that mean to us? You, you really have to believe there is a, a, a new world order, a shadow government. And not well, everybody in order to has have the... a new world order. Mm -hmm. You have to believe that there was an old world, world order as well. Well, no, no. The way I see it is that people in today's society are looking for answers that they, for some reason, cannot get. So therefore, if the answer is not there, it must be being suppressed. And everybody loves a conspiracy. Well, the word conspiracy or conspiracy theory was mm -hmm. created by the military to cover up um, UFOs back in the 1940s. So, you know, it, it, it is a fact that over 95% of all so-called conspiracies have been found to be fact. So, but that leaves you know, the, the 5%. Conspiracy is, is just a scapegoat. Yeah, if, you know, that, if that is true, then the 5% that have not been proven includes UFOs. Well, the whole reason that they use that word con mm -hmm. um, conspiracy theory and the word UFO, they made that word up because they've, they've never not known what they are. I mean, they, they shot down the, the, um, the spaceships at, at Roswell whoa, 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 whoa. Um, because where, where... they wanted to reverse tech technology, use reverse technology for, for um, spaceships, well, which that... most of the spaceships people see now are actually human ones. They're not ET ones anyway. Where did you hear that these craft were shot down? I've been doing this show um, for 27 years, and I... that's the first time I've ever heard that. Well, I've done a lot of research uh -huh. um, with um, Stephen Greer's work, and oh, he's interviewed yeah. thousands of military, um, and they can't all be lying. You know, the, the people that were there and actually saw the, the ETs at Roswell. Um, Is, isn't it people amazing? People that were in the military that actually say, yes, they used uh, technology um, that was able to bring the, the ships down. So, all, all right, so tell me, what reverse engineering technology... Have we gained due to the... Well, anti-gravity, anti for one thing. Anti-gravity? You know, the ability to... Yeah, I know not, what anti... Not have to use... Yeah, well, I, I, know what, I, know, I know what that <laughs> is, but I'm just trying to figure out some place in our modern-day technology that it's being used except on monorails and high-speed trains. Well, but see, that's the thing. It's not being used within the... The, the realm that we know of, it's it's the the military that are using this. Yeah, well, if the um, military, if the military is using this technology, how come they're still using jet fighters instead well, of? Well, they don't necessarily want everybody to know. Although during the the um, psych, um, what do you have? You have hurricanes, don't you? The the mm -hmm. hurricane in Florida, there were a number of. Um, uh, human man-made um, spaceships that were seen over the um, military base in Florida. Um, I've seen photographs of them. So, you know, there there is... The, the other thing I would say here, mm -hmm. there, there has been disclosure in Russia and France. So there are some countries... And the Chinese. They, have, they disclose, have disclosed that they've, you know, seen, have dealings with, with ETs. So it's not that the uh world 
doesn't accept mm-hmm. it. it. It's that North America doesn't. Well, how can and, North and America I'm, not accept it if the Chinese, the Russians, and the French have, you know, said, yes, we've been in contact. When the United Kingdom opened up their X-Files, there was nothing staggering that was found. And if there is hidden information, how come there has been no computer hacker that has been able to breach the data banks to bring this information forward in the United States or Canada? Because if that was possible, let's just take Russia, for example. If Russia wanted to topple, no, let's use North Korea for this one. If North Korea wanted to topple the government of the United States, all it would have to do is get its hacking team to go into the data banks and find that information that the government of the United States has been lying to the people of the United States since 1947 and bring this unequivocal proof forward, you know, that would cause total chaos within the the system of government because people would have the proof that the government lied and has been lying since 1947. And to this very date, that information has not been found, released, and I find this, you know, quite amazing in this world of technology where data is being breached all the time. Well, according to um, Stephen Greer's work, there there is the paperwork there. I mean, I've seen some of his um, files that he's gotten mm-hmm. from from the military that he's interviewed. Well, so allegedly, it's not completely allegedly unknown. Allegedly, well, I've, seen, I've seen them. Well, uh, no, listen, Stephen Greer does not have a great reputation with everyone. He's known no, as a sensation and, and he's known as a sensationalist. Right. You know, I, I understand that there are those people who 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 believe everything that Stephen Greer says. There are those people who believe everything David Icke says, and there's people who believe everything that uh, um, Nick Pope says, and you know, and so on. This is a person's right. But if this proof is out there and it is so concrete like these people say it is, why is it not being touted at the top of, and shouted from the f- top of the highest building to get as much information as it can? Why isn't it being put on the internet and just flooding and going viral? Well, there certainly is a lot of, of information on the internet, but um, uh, who was the president that was the Reagan? Um, Ronald Reagan said in in one of his speeches that I don't have the exact wording, but he he said um, something about there being a, a threat from outer space mm-hmm. and how it would bring humanity together. Yes, and he was talking and, and about said, the Star Wars. And he said that at a time when UFOs and and aliens were not supposed to exist. So why was he saying that? But to he the wasn't. American he people? wasn't. He wasn't talking about UFOs. He wasn't talking about aliens. He was talking about the threat of nuclear attack from space-based stations. That's all he was talking about. And everybody in the UFO community took this as, "Oh, look, the president is is actually admitting." No, no, that's not what it was about at all. It was about well, wasn't the, the wording that he used. Though. It was the threat of nuclear attack on the United States and her allies from space-based platforms from other countries because you've got China, you've got uh, Russia and other countries that that have space-based satellites that have the ability or had the ability to attack using nuclear weapons from outer space. 
That's all that was about. Well, he did use the word aliens, though. So why would he have used that word if that's not what he meant? If you're not an American and you go to America, well, whether yeah, you're from true. Canada Everybody's or not. Everybody's an alien. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. You know, so once again... Anyway, we... I mean, I don't really care what other mm -hmm. people think because, you know, it's it, if, if people want to be closed-minded and left-brained, that's but their prerogative. Is, is, but is that it, doesn't mean I have to be. But is it they're being closed-minded or they're being realistic and they're being rational? Well, I'm a realist and I am very rational. So, you know, the experiences that I've had, mm -hmm. the actual, you know, my eyes open, being right. wide awake, having seen spaceships, you know, you can call me a liar or whatever you like, mm -hmm. but I've had those experiences. Um, I have photographs of, of the, the spaceship that I took pictures of. You know, pe people can poo-poo it if, as much as they like, but I happen to know that it's real and and i'm also incredibly right-brained and psychic that i know that i'm not making this stuff up and i really don't care what other people think but wouldn't it be to your advantage to to, to try and use logic in having other people understand no because it's not my job to to convert anybody else to my way of thinking then can I ask That's you? That's not my job. I, I'm I'm here to help people who are mm -hmm. open-minded and want what I have to offer. I don't care about people who who are closed-minded and want to stay in the way they are. That that's it's not my job to to convince anybody of anything. Then why do you go on to radio shows if you don't want to convince or share your stories with other people? Well, you invited me here to share my story. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to be. Question. Bailed up and, and, and accused of being well, well, wait a, a, minute. a wait, nutcase. Wait a minute. <laughs> I never accused you no, of I anything. No, I know you haven't. No, but that's how I feel. I feel like I'm being attacked. You're not. I'm just, ask, I'm, and, just, and, I'm just asking questions as a true journalist will. I'm not a uh, podcast guy who just says, yes, wow, wow, I believe you. I'm a journalist. Yeah, no, that, that, that's fine. But this wasn't what I was expecting. I, I will just say that. What, but, were, what were you expecting? Um, you know, I, I, well, I, I'm just here to share my experiences. Okay. Whether people believe it or not mm -hmm. is up to them. I'm not, I'm not here to convince. I'm here to share. And if people are attracted to me and what I have mm -hmm. to offer, well, that's great. If they're not, well, sayonara, you know, I, I, I don't care. I think you do care because I can tell you're getting upset. And you, the only reason you're getting upset is because you do care what people say. And, you know, I can understand that. I understand that, and I can appreciate that. But all I'm doing is asking questions that I believe my listeners want me to ask. That's all I'm doing. So I'm going to give you a little breather. We're going to come back and do our final segment. And um, ExoNation... Many Feathers and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always give me a, uh, an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, and on Facebook, Exxon Radio TV. The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Year 27. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. I had a funny feeling that something wasn't right. I made love to last night. When she gripped my hand, I was feeling mighty fine But her fingers with mine would not intertwine When I bent down and gazed into her eyes They were bigger donuts and blacker than the sky 
said, I'm feeling lonely. I said, Lord, so am I. We'll stroll along together, but we won't question why. That ground beneath your feet, dear, is flashing red and white. And sprouting little mushrooms left and right. Then she threw me down and put me on my back. To tell the truth, I thought I'd see my life. Many Feathers is our special guest this hour, Exonation, and her website is www.mesherillmanyfeathers.com. As a site, no, dot, dot net. I'm sorry, dot net. Son of a gun, I'm sorry. You give it your website out one more time. Come on, hon. dot net. Sorry about that. Um, okay. As a psychic, how do you see the world in the future? You know, we look around today, as I'm sure you'll you'll agree, there's a lot of problems going on in this world today. We have the problems in the Middle East. We have the problems with ISIS. We have the weird weather changes. We have the uh, what's going on between uh, the United States, China, and North Korea. How do you see things going? Well, I th- I think that. Um I think things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. I, I saw that happening before I left Canada in 97, 98. Mm-hmm. I, was, I had a feeling, you know, premonition, whatever you want to call it, that the world was going to get a lot worse before it's gotten better. Um, and it has gotten a lot worse since 97, 98. There's certainly a lot more control, you know, when, when police have been militarized and given weapons that really, you know, why would you give well such weapons to police? Anyway, I mean, I'm not here to analyze. No, that, no, but, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, like I'm to, just, I'm just saying. That, sure, that but all I'd like to do is there's, in, in there's the just defense, so much control in the defense of police officers. It's about time that the police officers have the the weapon strength that the bad guys do. Well, that's well, it. you know, if it's the everyday person, that's different. But if we're talking about gangs and things like that, then then yes, I agree. But you know, when when a police officer goes up and shoots an innocent woman that did nothing, that came out of her house uh, um, to talk to the police because she'd mm-hmm. reported um, something in her, her alleyway and then get shot um, for no reason. You know, that's police not, that's, seem to be overstepping the mark. That's you know, not an animals everyday occurrence. Are being shot a lot. There's been more than one case yeah. of, of people being shot. So I don't know. There's a fine line between too much and not enough. Well, I agree, but uh, on the same on the same page, the 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 shooting of civilians that's not a very that's not an everyday occurrence, you know, compared to the the hey listen anybody who is unjustifiably shot it's a tragedy, it's a tragedy. 
the loss of any life is a tragedy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, please, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that any, any cop who does an unjustified shooting, you know, should get off. I'm saying they should suffer to the fullest extent of the law. Because they, they, in, in my eyes, they are no better than anyone else. So tell me, I agree with you that it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Why don't the, the good space people come down and give us a hand to straighten everything out before we destroy ourselves? Well, are there any for, for one thing? But, you know, the other side of that mm -hmm. is um, the prime directive, as, as we see on Star Trek, is apparently, you know, I, yeah. I can't guarantee you that, but apparently that's a, a real thing that, that they can't interfere with, with what happens on another planet. Um, and, and according to uh, Alex Collier, who has had a lot more dealings with the Andromedans than I have, mm -hmm. Um, the Andromedans have said, it's up to you, humanity, to, to change. It's not a, a, up to us to come and save you. But if and, they... and I think that that's, that's a realistic, you know, why mm -hmm. do we need a savior? It's up to us to save ourselves, each person. It's up to us to save ourselves. But if, but if these outside forces or these outside civilizations are responsible for putting people on this planet, who put this planet in discord? Why don't they take responsibility? Well, I've asked myself that a lot, and, mm -hmm. and I have tried to um, send them all to the to the back to source. Right. Believe me, you know, if I if I had that much power, I certainly would. Um, there are some things that I think we just we just don't know or understand. You know, for whatever reason, there was an agreement made thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago that there would be no interference. That's what I get. That's what my my psychic knowing says that, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're actually not allowed to interfere. Another question that so, I, that's always boggled my imagination and, and it's a question of why do these visitors from other planets, other realms, other dimensions, wherever they come from, why don't they make themselves known to the masses in one shot so there could never be any denial? Yeah, I wonder that as well. But, you know, if you if you look at some of the sightings, um, there was a sighting, I can't tell you exactly, it, was it in the 90s or even 2000s? Uh, California, I think it was, and there was a... Um, a politician who was there and saw it there were thousands of people oh you mean saw... the, the phoenix lights yeah 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 mm -hmm. phoenix lights um also in 1949 was it there were um i don't know 20 or 30 spaceships that flew over uh, the white house um a lot of people saw that, that um there's also according to the russian information there there have been whole stadiums of people that have seen um, spaceships. I, I think there's a lot more sightings mm -hmm. than people realise. Like there was, there was one here in Australia, a famous one here in Australia, which I, I didn't know about until, you know, not all that long ago. But in, in the '60s, there was one that um, landed outside a school um, in Victoria, I believe it was. No, I don't know where it was. I, I won't say. But okay. um, the, the, the children, the children were the ones that saw it the most. There was a few teachers. 
um, the military were there within like a few minutes of it landing. I, I, you know, who knows how they knew that? You know, mm-hmm. were they monitoring? Whatever. But the children were all told never to speak of it and the teachers the same thing. So it wasn't until many years later that that people have come at no adults have come out and said, yes, we had this experience when we were children, um, but we were told not to talk about it. So there is a, a specific cover up for whatever reason, you know, I speculate mm-hmm. that it's because, you know, there are certain um, government officials that that want to have control of it and don't want people to know. But, you know, it is kind of stupid, really. Tell me about the evidence is there. Tell me about the crystal children. Well, I don't think there's any such thing as crystal children. I I think that it's, it's the, the people that, you know, we've always been here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we are the ones with a different DNA that can't be manipulated. We're, we're more psychic than others. You know, there's a lot of false information that's being spread around, you know, the golden age, the new age, all, all this, this garbage, you know, the, the, the crystal children are here to save us, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like this, this is all false, false flag, so to speak, information. You know, uh, uh, crystal children as such have always been here. They're not a new race that has suddenly appeared now. You, so, um, you raised an interesting point because there is a lot of information out there today. The internet, in my opinion, is the biggest cesspool that man has ever created. There's more crap in it than anything else. So how, so how is a member of the public supposed to know who they can, they can put their faith in and what they read about that this person says? Well, see, this is where discernment is really important. And in order to be discerning, mm-hmm. you, have to have, you have to be in touch with your intuition. And, and the most left-brain person still has gut feelings. So, you know, there's a difference between judgment and discernment and and discernment comes from, you know, whether you call it a gut feeling or a knowing or a sense that something just doesn't feel right. We have to really trust the feelings that we get of, you know, this is just crap or or this is not. I Mm -hmm. I have to say that for nearly 25 years, I was fooled by a group of ETs into believing something that I later found out wasn't real so but but in my own defense I did have a feeling that it wasn't right you know I I I had a sense that you know all was not what it seemed but yeah I mean the 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 most discerning person can still be fooled but but I think that we have to research is the most important thing don't just look at one person and say oh well they've got all the answers and nobody has your answers you can only find your own answers but you know, it, it's through researching a lot, looking at different people. You know, how does this person feel? Do they look like they're BSing or do they look like they're for real? You know, do they, do, how, do they, how do you feel when you're hearing what this person has to say? Are they trying to pull the wool over your eyes or are they being sincere? I, I think that I think we, we're a lot more psychic than we give ourselves credit for or intuitive, whatever you want to call it, empathic. Many feathers. I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you for joining us all the way from Australia. And, uh, geez. Uh, You know, that music means, my friends. Yep. I've got my BS waiters on. got a little hostile there because I was asking two hard questions. 
Like I said, there's a lot of crap on the internet. And that's where our production uh, people found her. Oh, well. Another one bites the dust here on the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Another one bites the dust. Hey, gonna get you too. Another one bites the dust. 